Shabbat Shalom, my beloved brothers and sisters in the assembly. Praises be to our loving Yahuwah again on this Sabbath day. That we are able to gather in our homes, wherever we may be. That we are all united in worshiping and be able to glorify our loving Abba Yahuwah. Brethren, it is said that one of the greatest joy that we can ever feel may even be considered as a life-changing moment in our life is when we first became parents for the first time. The feeling of joy and happiness when we held our first child for the first time in our arms. And that feeling we can never forget. And in our minds, in that moment, we said to ourselves, I will love this child the best that I could ever be. I could be the best parent, best dad or mom this baby will ever have. So right there and then, we made a declaration. We said to ourselves that we will raise this child the best we can and to provide for this child and do whatever it takes for them to succeed in their lives. But as we also know, brethren, as time passes by, that parenting, it is not an easy task. Am I right? There are many challenges that comes along in raising our children, especially now in this generation, now that we live where we live right now, brethren. That is why it could not be more timely for us now to learn and discuss our topic for today, and that is Christian parenting. I truly believe, brethren, that as children of God, applying Christian parenting to our children is so important but not only we may ensure for our children a bright and promising future, but most of all, they too will remain faithful and obedient to the commands of our loving Yahuwah Abba and in the righteous path, obeying and following the teachings of our King and our Lord Yahusha. So today, my bro beloved brethren, in our lesson, here are the objectives that we will Follow and learn. Number one, what is the importance of Christian parenting? How can we be effective raising our children, having Christian values, and applying biblical principles? And what are the blessings and rewards from our loving Yahuwah Abba when we apply these biblical principles that we will learn today? My beloved parents, May we take to heart what we will learn today so that we may be effective in raising our children in these last days. So our first question of the day is, how? How important then is to Yahuwah that we take parenting seriously? We'll now begin and read our first book of the Bible today, Malachi chapter 2. The verse is 15. Didn't Yahuwah make you one with your wife? In body and spirit, you are his. And what does he want? Godly children from your union. So guard your heart. Remain loyal to the wife of your youth. Brethren, how important is it to Yahuwah that we take parenting seriously? It is a priority for Yahuwah that we produce 
godly children through our union. Yahuwah says, brethren, so guard your heart and remain loyal to your wife of your youth. My beloved brethren, what is the effective, the, what is the basis of effective parenting? When parents are loyal to each other. When parents love each other and are faithful to each one other, they become more effective parents. So it begins with us, my beloved parents. If we want to raise and produce godly children, then we, I repeat, brethren, we must first live a godly life. Brethren, there is nothing better than to lead by example. So be a great example to our children by living a holy and godly life, my beloved brethren. Now why else? Why else should we take parenting seriously, especially during these times? Let us continue, brethren, by reading the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses are 2 to 4. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Why else should we take parenting seriously, my beloved brethren, especially during these times? So that our children will not grow up like the people of this world that we see now. All the examples given to us by the Apostle Paul in the first century, we see them today, my beloved brethren. Do we not? Do you see everything that I've read to you, my beloved brethren? Men will be lovers of themselves. Check. Lovers of money. Check. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, my beloved brethren. Unthankful. Unholy. Without self-control. Brethren, you can't turn on the news nowadays without what? Watching all these things happening around us. The youth. You see everything that is happening. They have this thing called what? Nab and grab. We see this group of children going to a, a store. Getting everything they want all together and just leave. Running all together. No self-control at all. And the news reporter once will always say, what's going on? Where are the parents? Brethren, let us be serious about this, my beloved brethren. Parents with small children going to school, make sure to monitor what the teachers are teaching them nowadays. Because small children, they are very vulnerable in believing whatever they are told. And if are teach teachers are teaching things that goes against the teaching of our King Yahusha, then we must explain to them what is right and what is wrong. Teach our children well so that they may not develop these bad traits we read to you. Because whether we like it or not, all these things 
All these things are happening all around us. We should take then our parenting seriously so that we may not be overcome by these evil temptations, but rather develop a good foundation in their faith, in our children's faith, my beloved brethren. When? When and how often should we start training our children in following the commands of our loving Yahuwah God? Here, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 6 to 7. Here it says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way. When you lie down and when you rise up. When, how often should we teach our children diligently the words and commands of Yahuwah God? At all time possible, brethren. Every day, if we can. Impress them unto our children and repeat over and over again. But, here it is, my beloved brethren. But, the words of God must be first be in our hearts. For how can we teach them, my beloved brethren, if we do not know what to teach them? Right? It only makes sense. As parents, it's important to raise our children properly and provide their needs. But most important, my beloved brethren, Teaching them the words and commands of our loving Yahuwah Abba. Always remember this, my beloved brethren. Material wealth. Yes, it is important to provide for them the material wealth that they need. But, as we all know, wealth will come and go. But the words of our loving Abba is eternal. Being a parent is a blessing, brethren. So we must not take it lightly, but seriously. Never let a day go by, go by without talking to our children about Yahuwah and Yahusha. Make it a habit while they are still young. Why not watch together all our Bible study programs in the assembly? Make it a family gathering. A family event, my beloved brethren, where we, along with our children, are gathered every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, especially in our worship services. So that we may be together praising and giving honor to our loving Yahuwah Abba. Why? Why should we train our children while they are still young? Here, let us read the book of Proverbs, chapter 22, the verse is 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Brethren, why should we train our children while they are still young? So when they get old, they will not depart from it. It will become easier for them to follow. Children are very smart, my beloved brethren. So don't underestimate them at all. And the best way to teach is by example, not by harsh words or strict commands. That's how maybe we were raised in the old ways, brethren, right? 
So we have to be willing to be adjustable, my beloved brethren. Be willing to adjust without, of course, compromising the commands of our loving Yahuwah God. So as the verse says, train our children properly when they are young, so when they get old, they will abide by them. Gone are the times, my beloved brethren. We can no longer say, oh, back way back when, when I was raised, this is how my, my mom and dad raised me. Sometimes, my beloved brethren, we have to adjust. We have to adjust, especially now, my beloved brethren, so that we may be effective when it comes to our parenting. How? How then should we not train our children? Here, let us continue. The book of Ephesians chapter 6, the verse is 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. How, my beloved brethren, should we not train our children? By making them angry. Nobody, brethren, and I know you agree to this, nobody wins when one is angry. It will just cause the problem to become bigger. Use discipline and instruction coming from the Lord. And what is that, my beloved brethren? With love and and patience, not by escalating the problem to become bigger. I think we learned this last week, did we not, brethren? Those of us who attended last week and learned and heard our well-being seminar, one that we learned was what? We, do, we will experience unpleasant experiences in our life, right? That are outside our control. So we learn about what? Radical acceptance. And what is that? Learn to let go and accept the way they are so we can solve the problem, my beloved brethren. And most important of all, learn from our mistakes, brethren. <clears throat> Get rid of our pride when it comes to parenting our children. Control what we control and lead to God what we cannot control, my beloved parents. So as we mentioned to you in the beginning of our lesson, Christian parenting is no easy task, brethren. But don't ever forget, my beloved brethren, we have our loving Father, Yahuwah, and His Son, Yahusha, to guide us and to teach us how to do so. Put our faith and trust unto them, and never forget, never forget, my beloved parents, to always pray what we need so that we may be effective as parents raising our children to have godly characters, holy in the sight of our loving Yahuwah God. My beloved brethren, may Yahuwah God bless Bless each and every one of us, each of our household. That is my part of the lesson. Our lesson now will be continued by our brother. Thank you.
a happy Sabbath day to everyone. We are truly happy to be able to join together for worship today. Our topic, as you know, is about Christian parenting. We need to keep in mind always that the objective, the noble purpose of Christian parenting is so that our children will grow up or be raised up to become godly people. This is our goal. This is Yahuwah's plan for those who raise up children. And so we need to fulfill this purpose and this goal when it comes to raising up our sons and our daughters. However, to get that objective met, it's easier said than done. We cannot simply pray for that. Yes, we should pray and pray often. However, when it comes to fulfilling that purpose, we need to do our part as parents. And Christian parenting for the purpose of raising godly children begins and is founded upon the principles of training. Christian parenting involves training in godliness. And what is one important component of training in godliness? Let's continue our studies in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 11. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. What is one important component of training our children so that they will grow up godly and righteous people? Bible says we need to apply some discipline. Nobody likes discipline because discipline is unpleasant on the part of the parents and on the part of the children. So as much as possible, we want to avoid discipline. However, Bible tells us it is an important component of training. However, for us to be able to carry out appropriate discipline, we need to remember three things. There are three things that make discipline effective. Number one, there has to be clear boundaries and expectations. You see, if there are no clear boundaries and expectations, it's only going to confuse the child. They need to know beforehand, this is right and this is wrong. This is why when it comes to training, we need to teach and to teach and to teach so that clear boundaries are understood by everyone. Number two, the discipline has to be appropriate. Yes, it has to be unpleasant, but it doesn't have to be overwhelming because that defeats the purpose of discipline. Because if we're always disciplining hard, instead of producing a good effect, it's gonna exasperate and overwhelm our children. So clear boundaries has to be appropriate and it also has to be consistent because if it's not consistent, it's also going to confuse our children. And so when it comes to employing discipline in training and Christian parenting, we need to discipline while teaching so that they know the difference between right and wrong. And what is the good result? If we take the time, if we make the effort to apply appropriate discipline, Bible says there will be a peaceful harvest of right living. In other words, our children will learn how to live a godly and holy life. What also is 
the harvest. If we take the time now to sow, to plant, what will be the harvest if we continue to apply effective discipline? Let's read the book of Proverbs 29 and the verses 17. Discipline your children and they will give, give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. What also is the good effect? The harvest, the fruit of all of our work and labor in disciplining and training our children. Bible says it will give us peace of mind. It will make our heart glad. Why will our hearts be glad? Because our children will, will flourish. They will succeed in school, at work, wherever they may be. Why does discipline produce this kind of harvest? Because when it comes to appropriate discipline, what happens is our children's potential will be realized. Always keep in mind, the moment your son or your daughter is born, while they're babies in your hands, we have dreams for them, right? I want my baby, my child to be a doctor, an engineer, an architect, or whatnot. I want my baby to achieve great things. We have dreams for them. Well, guess what? Yahuwah also has purpose for them. This is why every child born, created in the image of Allahim, every son and daughter born, they have within them potential, potential to do great and godly things. We don't want that potential to be wasted. We want that potential to be realized. They have talents. Recognize those talents. Nurture those talents. Every person is unique. Find out the uniqueness of your sons and your daughters and help them to nourish that because that's God's gift to them. We want them to fully fulfill their purpose and calling in life. That begins with identifying what that is. And after we know what that is, when we produce and we apply discipline, it gives them the structure by which they can fulfill their, their purpose and calling in life. So discipline brings the fruit of right living. It brings the fruit of peace of mind. It will make our heart glad. But what is the most important component of Christian discipline? Let's read in the book of Proverbs 13, 24. Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. What is the most important component of discipline? Bible says it is when Christ, Christian discipline is done out of love. Did you get that? Discipline ought to be done because of love, not because of anger. It's unfortunate that for some people, discipline is done when parents are angry or they do it out of selfishness and anger. That is not the purpose of discipline. The Bible says the rod of discipline, the rod of discipline, it symbolizes not physical abuse. The rod of discipline symbolizes care and nurture and guidance. This is why in the book of Psalms, a beautiful psalm, we have a shepherd, we are his sheep. He has the rod that comforts and guides us. 
And so the rod of discipline represents guidance. It represents nurture. What this tells us is discipline should be done with love, not with anger. And so we should not create a home where it's like a military atmosphere. We're not in boot camp here. And so we're not looking for opportunities to punish. No, that's not the purpose of discipline. The purpose of discipline is to nurture, to raise up. And so when it comes to discipline with love, what should we also be open to? What should we also be watching for? We also watch, we need to also watch them succeed and give them praise and feedback when they succeed. And so the love of discipline and the discipline of love, the rod of discipline is about nurturance. Yes, we discipline wrongdoing, but we also reward and praise and recognize when they do good. There has to be a balance. Love is about balance. And so we need to apply that when it comes to raising up our children in Christian discipline. And so discipline is a very important part of training. What also is an important part of training? Let's read the book of 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. What also is an important part of Christian discipline, Christian instruction. You see, discipline and instruction go together. You cannot have one without the other. Training involves knowing what to do and doing it consistently. And so training and instruction go together. But what should be the basis of our instruction? It should be the scriptures, because the scriptures have been given to us, breathed to us by God. It's like Yahuwah God is telling the parents, this is what we need to do when it comes to training our sons and daughters. Teach them the Bible. Why must we teach them the Bible? Because the schools will not do that, right? In fact, what do the schools teach our children? They teach them that there's no such thing as God. They teach them evolution instead of creator. They teach them to worship self instead of to worship Yahuwah Abba. And so we need to make sure what we teach our children at a young age are the teachings of the Holy Scriptures. Why not? You know, when your kids are young, you know, there's like uh, many sources out there. There are comic books of the Bible. You can begin your kids with giving them comic books of the Bible. Or you can watch animated um, videos of Bible stories so that at a young age, they understand the biblical characters and what it means to be godly. We can also bring, in fact, we should be doing this. It doesn't matter how old or how young our children may be. They can be infants. We should bring them to the worship service so that they get trained when it comes to worship on a day of Shabbat. And so even when they're young, maybe they don't understand the lesson because they can't read after all. But when they regularly go to worship on a Shabbat and this pattern is ingrained in them, they begin to develop a longing to worship who? Yahuwah. We instill the pattern of worship while 
the year still young. The hymn singing, the prayer, the preaching of the word of God. It's something that they will long for because it's been impressed upon them. Because the parents brought them together for worship. The Bible tells us the scriptures. That is our backbone. That's where we rest our faith. This is why we need to understand scripture. Teach scripture. What are the fundamental scripture beliefs? That we must always remind our children about. The Ten Commandments. Teaching them to love God and to love our fellow neighbor. As we love ourselves. When they go to school, tell them to respect and to love their classmates, right? What else? To trust in Yahuwah and Yahusha, that they will show reverence and fear for them. So instruction and discipline, they go together so that we can fulfill our duty as Christian parents. And if we will take the time and make the effort to do this, what will be the blessing for every family? Let's read the final passage of our studies today in the book of Psalms 128, 2 to 4. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. How joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That is Yahuwah's blessing. For those who fear him, what can we expect? What can we hope for when we apply the principles of scripture? When it comes to raising up our children to be godly, the Bible says that we will enjoy the fruit of our labor. And as parents, we work hard. We work hard to make a living for our kids. And we should. Because we have been commanded to do so. Out of the sweat of your brow, you are to work. We need to work. We can't be lazy parents. We have to do our part. But if we are working, when it comes to making a living, we also need to work when it comes to raising a family. Don't let that be less of a priority. No, in fact, that should be a priority. We labor for our career. We labor for the things that bring bread to the, to the home. But we need to labor all the more when it comes to raising our Kids, the Bible says you will enjoy the fruit of your labor. And what is the fruit of our labors? If you notice in this passage, it includes the wife and the children. This is the family. This is a beautiful picture of the family. You notice the adjectives that describe this family of God? What are the adjectives? Look at it. Joyful. What else? Prosperous. Fruitful. Flourishing. Vigorous. What does that tell you about the Christian family? It tells us what Yahuwah's will and plan for every family is one that is filled with joy and happiness and health. That's Yahuwah's plan. And this is also perhaps what we envision when we decided to have kids, right? This is what we had in our mind. This is the dream that God has planted in our hearts. God will not plant a dream in our hearts if it's not true. When he plants a dream in our hearts about our kids and about our family, it's because it's his will. This is his will. He wants us to have this kind of family. And what is the source 
how can this be fulfilled? Because when we look, if we're gonna be honest, we're gonna be realistic, when we look at the families of the world today, it's nothing like this. Many broken homes, two parent homes, right? It's nothing like this, but it's possible. In fact, it's God's will. But what is the key for us to be able to achieve this kind of family, family atmosphere? Bible says, the very bottom statement, I want you to read this out loud now. As parents, even children, because this is the key. This is the foundation. How can we achieve this kind of life? Bible says that is Yahuwah's blessing for those who hear him. It begins and ends with reverence for our father, Yahuwah, and for his son, Yahushua. You see, when the home is always doing the will of Yahuwah, if the center of the home is Yahuwah, if the center of the home is Yahuwah and Yahusha and not the things of this life, the result will be the blessing of Yahuwah. There are many families today, they pursue blessing for their family, but they're not receiving it because they don't know how to do it. We're not pursuing blessings. See, that's the thing. You should not pursue blessing. You pursue Yahuwah. You pursue Yahusha. When Yahuwah and Yahusha is the center of our life, the blessing kind of follows us. And that's the key. Always place priority Yahuwah Abba and Yahusha HaMashiach. And let us embody the character represented by the name Yahuwah and Yahusha. Unfailing love, provide that. Faithfulness, provide that. Mercy, compassion, long-suffering, kindness, goodness. Provide that in your home. And praise Yahuwah. And say to Yahuwah, Father, I want to follow your example. Yahusha, I want to follow your example. I want to teach this to my children. So that when they grow up and have a family of their own, I can rest assured knowing that they will also revere you and your beloved son. You see, someday we're going to separate. But the good thing is, this blessing of Yahuwah, this blessing of Yahuwah is only, it's not only for this earth. It extends to the new heavens and the new earth. This is what makes Christian parenting different from any kind of parenting. It includes a future of joy and flourishing, not just here on earth, but especially in the new heavens and the new earth that is going to come soon. That is our lesson. Let us stand and we shall pray together. Everlasting Father, most holy and gracious Abba Yahuwah, here are your people together with our children, together with the people we love from all over the world. We stand before you now. We open our hands and our hearts to receive your grace. We call it grace because we don't deserve anything. It's only by your love and compassion that we can hope for better things. Father, consider what is happening in the world today. There's so much sadness, so much sickness, there's poverty, 
and hardship. Many people weep and cry. Father, what hurts our heart more than anything is when we break your heart. When we see members of our family hurting and in deep sorrow and sadness. And we say to ourselves, if only I can do something to help my son, to help my daughter, to help my parents. But there are limits to our abilities. We can only pray. But prayer is so powerful because we know when we pray, you listen from heaven. And so we ask you now, look upon every home. Consider every tear in the, the eyes of mothers and fathers, even those who are young children, because they too often experience deep sorrow. There are even some who consider suicide. Oh, Father, may you please look upon us, comfort us and strengthen us. We need your guidance. We know we must discipline our children. And so we also believe, because we are your children, from time to time you do discipline us. But you never over-discipline. You always do it the right way. And when we return to you in repentance, you receive us with open arms. Father, teach us, bless us, bless our children, even when they are adults. May you please help us to communicate with them. Help us to show them a better example. Show us the way, Father. And we ask that you please bless us with health. Bless us with joy. And bless us with faith. So that we will always turn to you. Our King Yahushua, may you reign in our hearts. Guide our steps. What we want more than anything is for our children to be like you. Please live in them and with them. Guide them and remind them of who they are. They belong to you. Oh, shepherd and king, manifest your presence in their life. Father, thank you so much for listening to our prayers. Bless and heal your people. Bless and prosper us in times of hardship. For we ask and beg everything. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.